The following podcast contains uncensored coarse language. Listeners are advised that some of the following content may not be appropriate for those under 15 years of age. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast of films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we conclude our Women in Film Month by watching the film that you at home chose. You chose The Descent. So, thank you. Uh, because uh, we've been informed we're in for a scary but potentially thrilling ride. Uh, joining me, as always, we have someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, blow me down, it's Dr. Ellen Sears. <laughs> Hi, Stephen. How many of these films have I done for this month? Three of the four, Ellen. Uh, but that is that is because um, uh, Dr. Ellen uh, being uh, married to the host of this show. I get special privileges. Occasionally cool. yeah. I get called in last minute like, darling, somebody can't do it because reasons. Can yes. you please be a guest on this week? And I'm like, sure. Yes, I'm available at that time. I can do a film. Yeah. Uh, you are very much the uh, John Goodman emergency <laughs> host of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, you, you are nearby and you are here. I'll take that. Um, I'll take that. So, uh, The Descent. Yeah. Um, what do you know about it? I know it's a horror film. Mm-hmm. And I'm presuming that it's a female-led horror film in some capacity, but that's about it. I don't tend to watch horror films. No. So... How are you with... We'll see how we go. ...with them in general? Like, are, are you someone that's affected by them quite a lot? I, I was when I was younger. Look, my mum banned me from reading Goosebumps books because I had such bad nightmares as a child. Mm. So I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a Suki Lala as a kid in mm. terms of like, I had, ter- I mean, to be fair, I watched Aliens when I was in primary school. That was a mistake. Mm. I watched Dante's Peak, which gave me a terrible fear of volcanoes mm. for a long time. And um, inferior volcano movies, I'm sure as well. Yeah, no, it was mostly just people getting hit with rocks and, like, dying horribly and, and mm. things like that. Is Dante's was... Peak the one where the man like, walks through lava to rescue some people and slowly melts into the lava? I can't remember. It's a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. I only saw some of it. I also watched The Exorcist way too young, everything mm. except for the last three minutes of it. So I have no idea how that ends. Somebody told me somebody jumps out a window. That's about all I know. And there was another film that I wa- I watched, Predator. When I was in primary school. Mm. That was also a bad choice. You you had a lot of unsupervised television time is what I'm hearing. I had an older brother with Ah. a TV in his room. Yeah. Um... In fairness, then, the Predator, the predator <laughs> you probably got off lightly, uh, given some of the things you could have seen. So, uh, I mean, yeah, to be fair. Luckily, um, we have someone who has seen The Descent. Thank goodness, because I know nothing about it. Yes, uh, joining us for a second week in a row, because he also can't get enough, it's Murray Jackson. Well, hey, hello, Stephen. Hello, Dr. Ellen. Hello. Uh, Murray, you have seen The Descent. Mm. In a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what can people like Ellen who have not seen this film expect? Well, I've actually prepared something, (gasps) uh, Stephen. I I thought I would um, get off my lazy haunches and actually um, write a few notes about this. So do you mind? Oh, by all means. um, And I've thought about this um, from our guest perspective. So, look, I I feel that The the Descent is is a film that's very much in tune with Ellen's favourite things. Um, It's the heartwarming story of five women trying to get to the top of New York's musical theatre scene. It's a musical comedy with snappy toe-tapping Broadway-style numbers that produce (laughs) the best-selling soundtrack album. It's full of truly wonderful moments, a buddy movie that will resonate with all young women who have ambition and drive. In fact, inspiring and probably a a message movie for the ages as well as as just being a damn fine film. Uh, Descent is... uh, it's none of those things, Helen. Yeah, uh, I, I, figured, it, I figured that might be the case, yeah. It's a balls-out <laughs> horror thriller. Cool. And it's designed to play on, on both your claustrophobia and fear of the dark with a, with a ton of jump moments and a healthy dollop of hard gore. Uh, I, I'm, I'm as intrigued uh, to, to, to watch Ellen's reaction <laughs> as I am to actually re-watching the film itself. And for me, the one downer is that uh, the director, Neil Marshall, spent all his talent biscuits on this film before inflicting his next film, a horrible piece of shite called Doomsday, on us uh, a couple of years later. So, look, Ellen, this film is is not so much uh, a film about character development as it is about character dismemberment. Fun. Okay, Mm. I do... Look, I actually do okay with gore, partially because my mother is a nurse, so my dinner table conversations are like 
stomers and like <laughs> look at this ellen can you please crop this image of this gaping hole in somebody's body like sure mum, i can do that for you not a problem um so gore i do okay with but yeah i was notorious uh, to be fair i haven't watched a really big scary horror film in a long time because the last time i was watching them which was like at sleepovers when i was a teenager i didn't enjoy them mm. so i'm intrigued to see how i go with a horror film now that i'm a slightly more logical adult with a phd i don't know <laughs> i don't know how i'm gonna go with this Yes, I well, might hate it. Yeah, well, I might like it. I, I, might actually, I, 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 I might actually be a secret horror aficionado, and I just don't know it. I just picture it as a as a, a musical comedy, and then I'll be fine. Excellent. Well, with all that being said, shall we watch the descent? Sure. Mm, let's do it. Okay, for those of you listening at home, pop on those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare for the scariest movie in Earth as we watch the descent. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching The Descent. And by we, I, of course, mean Murray Jackson. Ah! And Dr. Ellen Sears. Yeah, that about that about sums it up. Yeah. Ellen, that was your first time watching The Descent. What did you think? This is an R-rated film, right? Uh, apparently, yeah. So you're not going to bleep these out? Uh, no, but actually, good good point. <laughs> Listeners, if you're listening, whenever we have an R-rated film, um, we leave the swears in. So I have a feeling Dr. Ellen might be about to drop the first cuss of the episode. <laughs> yeah, fucking Jesus. <laughs> And, and, and Stephen and I were jocular throughout the entire film. We were joking about little chefs being found at the bottom of the cave. And still, you, you, you freaked I was, out? Look, I was joking about certain things. And there the were lights few... were on. The I lights know were the lights on, are Ellen. on, Murray. I told you I'm not a horror person. This is mm. why I, I spent most of that feeling like I was about to vibrate out of my own skin. Mm. Which would have fit in with this <laughs> Which film. Which would have fit in really mm. well with this film. So, what, what are your initial thoughts? Um... Aside from terror. Okay, okay. Awesome that it's a female-led film, that there are six ladies in it, one guy who's in it for like five minutes and he dies. Mm. I mean, it's not super great, but, you know, it seems he was a bit of a shithead, so good riddance, I guess. Yeah. But I think this was 2005, right? It was released 2005, Okay, unusual for a film about like a sporting thing that was a horror thing, have women... And have it not be like overtly sexualized or anything. Mm. So that was impressive. The gore was impressive. Like that was fine. I was mm. quite enjoying that. Like the blood splatter and stuff. But also like I watched Supernatural where they perfected the art of the blood splatter mm. over 15 years. So like the gore was fine, but it was more... I don't understand why people do caving. <laughs> and I'm not clo- I'm not somebody who suffers from claustrophobia. Mm. But that is just not a thing that I would ever be keen on doing and after this definitely not no mm. it, it, it could have used uh, uh, you know more musical numbers it could have uh, used I, a few I, more musical I, numbers I'll yeah that. the I'll score was that. very good it's a good well-made film but it is absolutely not my cup of tea in any capacity at it, all it, apart it from oh practical effects that's cool like i was looking at the making of it bits like Oh, you were saying things like, oh, like the foley and blah, blah, blah. Like there must have been like squishing things with gloves. And I was like, yeah, like that side of it. I'm like, yeah, damn, like awesome. And the bits where the ladies got to like kick the shit out of the monsters and like were slamming their heads into rocks and stuff. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, feminism, equal opportunity, like killing monsters. We should have more of this. But also, yeah, it's, yeah. Not a, I'm not a horror person. I, I had I had great hopes that maybe, maybe, like, because I was 17 when this came out and I would never have ever, 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 ever fucking watched this at 17 because I would have had so many nightmares. Second cuss word there, Stephen. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not very happy right now. This mm. is not my speed at all. Well, thank and you I'm so like, much for being an emergency replacement. You're so welcome, Sarah. Minute. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to message and be like, you piece of shit. You fucking owe me. I went on this thing because you have a migraine. And now I'm like traumatized. No, look. Yeah, the gore was fine. The actual horror element stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, mm. not my thing. 
I have a feeling this this film has a special place in Ellen's heart right mm. now. Yeah, along with Predator, which also like traumatized me. Mm. Look, like I said, I had hopes that maybe I had moved on from like seventeen year old me at sleepover. It's like, no, the grudge is scary. Mm. No, I still don't like horror. So, <laughs> and this was probably like the mm. worst film for me to do, wasn't it? So Murray, uh, it was oh. your first time watching this in a little while. Oh. Um, how was it for you? No, it was fine. I, I actually, um, <laughs> you and I, I think. Tried to turn it into somewhat of a uh, comedic experience for Ellen. Obviously, we failed. Mm. Um, it helped I, a little. I'm disappointed. It a little. I, I wasn't hearing the the terror from Sarah, uh, from Sarah, from from Ellen. Um, yeah. I was internalizing let's, it all. Let's I was get Sarah in here in and fear. do it again. Um, because uh, I was really looking forward to that, and she hit it quite well. I'm um, So yeah, for me, um, look, it's. It, 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 it's a fun, well, I say fun, from a horror film aficionado's perspective, it's a fun film to watch. It's a fun film to watch. There's a lot of good things about it. It's, in, it's, in it's very capacities. well shot. Mm. Um, in terms of acting, I don't know if there's a lot that you, you need to sort of come up with in terms yeah. of, of acting, spasms, but they, they, they the acted suitably terrified and, and, and distressed and, 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 and so on. Mm. Um, yeah, so no, no, I'm, I'm fine with, with, with another viewing of, of The Descent. Uh, kids, don't watch The Descent 2. Uh, just a little uh, you know, throwing seeds out there. Don't watch it. It's not a great sequel. Um, but um, yeah, think. <laughs> all around, I, I, I enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah, see, I'm not much of a horror film fan myself. I, there's some I really like. Like, we were talking about The Thing quite a lot it, while we were watching this, mostly because they stole The Thing's mm. score. There was the Indeed, there bum, was a bum. lot of Ennio Morricone in there. Yeah, mm. it was very blatant, and I kind of loved it for that. Um, but, but there aren't many horror films that I'm a big fan of, and the first half of this film, I think I can pretty safely say... I hated this film. I really, <laughs> for the first... It takes a bit of time to get into the just, gore and the bloodshed. Well, it's not so much that. It's just, I thought it was very well shot, but it was lazy with a capital L. It was all stuff that I'd seen before in terms of the, the first half of the film, the setting up of stuff. Mm. Given that my what I've been told about this film was that it was, you know, oh, it's really great and it has, does all this sort of stuff. I'd heard nothing but rave reviews. The first half, I was like... Ah, I think is... it's supposed to, though, yeah. lull you into that, that sense of security. Uh, it lulled and, me too far. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, yeah I, I, I kind of agree with you in that yeah. it's very gentle pacing, it's, uh, particularly it... after that start, the start. With the yeah, um, with the car accident the car and the accident. death of the husband, yeah, and that's in your face, and then there's like, Whoa. but the thing is, is that initial death made me laugh because it wasn't like had it just been the car crash, it would have been quite tragic, and I might have believed it a bit more. But the fact it was like four spears of metal from the top of that car, just like specifically killing Paul in the front seat, I was like, oh, I can't take this seriously, and I guess maybe I wanted to take it seriously and the second half of the film let me do that mm. because the second half of this film is really good i had a real journey where the first half of this film i was like bah, 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 bah. and the second half of the film i was like okay let's kill some crawlers like yeah it was shit's getting real now. yeah it was uh, yeah you can see that yeah. the guy probably lifted very liberally from films like yeah. aliens oh, um yeah, yeah. But I, I think partly what it was though was i just did not care about any of these characters. Mm. You were kind of waiting for all of them to die in some capacity. Yeah. And You're it, like, well, it, yeah. the girl with the broken leg is going to obviously do this. The best friend is going to die tragically Yeah, with the sisters, her there. they're going out. The sisters are going out at the same time if yeah. they're going to go. And, and the thing is, is I, it, it's a common issue with horror films where... It, yeah, because the tropes are so well worn yeah. out. It gets but, to the point where but it's normally, quite But normally there's one character that I at least develop some sort of connection with mm. now i i honestly just I, I, partly because i felt the way they dealt with the death of sarah's husband and child was done the, the spears just kind of ruined it it made it too comedic and I, I couldn't take her story seriously and you never really get to know any of the others keep in properly. mind as well though some of the other films that are like horror leaning mm. films that came out at this time included shit like ghost ship where they literally cut through people with a wire 
Yeah, but in the that... first five minutes, and it's the stupidest fucking thing you've ever seen. Yeah, but I don't think that this film is trying to be <laughs> no, stupid. No, but I don't think it was trying to be stupid. And that's that's, just I don't it. think it's... Ghost Ship was either, but it was. It was the, dumb. Yeah, this film feels like everything in terms of the way it's the, the poster is done, the soundtrack, that it's trying to be a quote-unquote serious horror scary film. And I just feel it trips itself up in the first five minutes. Well, I... I yeah. I, mm, yeah. I, I, I kind of take what you say. Mm. I, I'm more interested in your, your idea that, you know, you never grabbed onto any of the characters and didn't really care about any of them. And, and, and in horror films, to be perfectly honest, it's not the greatest part of mm. the film. The film is there to fright you. The film is there to elicit the gasps and the, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the, the awe. Um, character development is, as I say, not that great. Character dismemberment mm. is the thing that you're really looking for in mm. your horror film. Yeah. So you're going to get very different reactions from horror buffs mm. than you are from standard film or your average film person. Mm. Or somebody who's not into yeah. horror. Or, like yeah, am. whatever. Mm. Going along and watching this film. And mm. they go, well, I never really grabbed on. I didn't care if they lived or died. That's not the point of the film. <laughs> You're right. It, it, it very much isn't. It was just partly that I felt... If, if that's not the point of the film, though, why have? Why not start with them just literally getting in the cave? Like, why not start with them? Like, you could cut from them walking through the forest. Because you uh, just... Because, yeah, yeah and, and then sort of evolve that relationship between yeah. the two because lead girls. Not seeing what happened with Sarah's family's death... I think would have been much more impactful. And then have it in like flashbacks or something? No, no. Never show it. Never show it? Have it alluded to. Well, this is is where my argument falls down and that I think you were actually meant to grab onto Sarah's journey as a character. Mm. Yeah. And that gives you the buy-in for the uh, resolution Mm. of the film where she's seen the daughter and, 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 and... you know, you realise she's in this terrible situation, but she's just letting go. Yeah. Now, if you don't invest in that, yeah, it's going to be a disappointment. Yeah, and and like again, this is this is like a personal preference thing. Like, obviously, a lot of people have watched this film and gone, "It's great," and not minded the way that it's set up. And you do get certain moments, like um, we, we see Juno and Paul interacting wordlessly for like a couple of shots after the the water rafting scene, and that ends up being quite crucial because of the affair that they had. But I also think this film could have done really well with seeing these girls walking through the forest for the first, say, five minutes, and you could get that exposition stuff like, oh, Holly's a bit of a free spirit and does base jumping, and, you know, these two sisters, uh, one of them's very by the book and all this sort of thing. And we could have built it up that way mm. and not wasted 20 minutes of the film to yeah. an extent. Oh, look, I... I, I, I... I'm leaning towards being persuaded by your argument, Stephen. <laughs> um, I, I don't think Neil Marshall is a terrific uh, director by any means, and I don't think character development is um, something that he gives any real forethought mm. to. Yeah. Um, I hark back to what I said about the movie he made after this, Doomsday. Avoid it. It's mm. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even as his first effort, uh, Dog Soldiers, which I, you know, have memories of actually quite liking, um, I don't think character development's really big on the agenda. I feel this like this guy's I feel all like about putting film, the horror on the screen. Yeah, I feel like this film really gets gets going when you get into the cave. But even the build up in the caves is quite slow. But that's also but, quite good. Yeah, and it gets the point. You're like, oh, we're about to hit like the bone cave, and they do, and it's like, yes, yeah. brilliant. See, and I didn't mind that because it builds the claustrophobia of being in the cave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I think that was really done. So the pacing mm. and, and it just gets it builds and builds and builds to the point where it's just an absolute clusterfuck at the end, where you're just like, well. Well, everybody who's left mm. is going to get fucking killed. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't expect her to be able to find the friend who got the... Oh, Beth who got... Beth who got... Accidentally killed by Juno. Accidentally killed by Juno, yeah. got picked in the damn throat. Yeah. I wasn't expecting Sarah to find her. I thought mm. she was just going to die quietly. And then it was like, oh shit, we're going there. <laughs> Which is why when it goes I'm, to the last I'm bit, I was like... I'm down here and I'm in a great deal of pain. But you need to know... That your husband slept with Juno! Yeah. Mm. Um, obviously, not delivered like that because uh, she had a hole in her throat. Again, death spasms, though. Yeah, good death spasms. Good death spasms. Um, and yeah, basically, the story is six ladies go down a cave, the cave One collapses. Comes out, maybe. The cave is <laughs> filled with creepy crawlers, literally creepy 
creatures called crawlers. Um, yeah. And they slowly pick them off one at a time until we reach the end of the film. I think the audience has watched the film, Stephen. Uh, just in case they haven't, that's what happens. That's what happens. Um, but with a lot more and blood and, and such. Mm. Um, let's, let's talk about the crawlers. But because I, they I, look like practical effects as well. Yeah, I, not I, CG because no, they are practical. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which makes them look very real and very scary. I think if they'd been like mm. CG, especially keeping in mind that like Return of the King had only come out two years previously, mm. so all of that motion cap stuff, all of yeah. the stuff that Weta Workshop were doing, that was really cutting edge. Cutting edge at the time. You just I, had to get Lord of the Rings. Yeah, in there, didn't because you? it was literally an entire cave full of fucking golem. No, Wendigo they were Urukai. I'm telling you. <laughs> They were uh, they were the ugly love child of Gollum and Lurtz. Uh, yeah, more or less. Lurtz and Gollum got busy in a cave somewhere, and this is what was was left. I mm. think that's the most horrific comment <laughs> that'll be on this record. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, it not was, the dismemberment mm, and the yeah. like decapitations. And yeah, just some Lord of the Rings yeah. shit. Cave creatures just, fucking. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, that's the whole thing because there's definitely a female one because she comes out, she's got titties, and I was like, of course we have a female one. I just love the fact, and audience, I'll share this with you. When she appears, the first thing that Ellen says is, she's a female, look, she's got titties. She did. Yeah. It was very obvious. Yeah. I'm like, this is clearly a female monster mm. I also thing. wrote down... But it was the only one. I also wrote down Was that the question. only female one? It was the only one that we saw, but I think there's a lot about the Crawler Society that we didn't get to Yeah, I feel about. like there's probably a lot. I feel like there's more. Yeah. So kids, watch The Descent too. I- no, don't. Don't. But that's the thing. At, at first, you're kind of like, oh, maybe it's just like one creature. Then it's like, no, there's like a few. Then it's like, no, there's fuck loads of them. It's like, oh, no. One of the questions that was asked, and I can't remember who asked it, is how do the cr- crawler children breastfeed? Oh, that was me. Yeah. 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 Now, was it a question of because like everything else with the crawlers, the tits look fairly closed off? Or was it because they can't see and they would have to use echolocation? I mean, I, babies I, I, can't see very well either, like true. human babies. Yeah. They I, go by I, Braille. I think it was just a, a just a, a stupid comment, to be honest. Ah, okay, but, yeah, that is fair. So, the crawlers, though, the design, fucking great, it's wonderful, terrifying, mm. uh, and I just love them. Uh, they were just they they reminded me of um I was saying to to you during this they reminded me of the design of the Falmer from Skyrim, and I have spent many an hour killing Falmer, uh, and but they are nowhere near as scary as these guys. And yeah, the practical effects, the 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 physicality of the What actors. was the thing you said about you were like Gollum's like a bitch ass pussy or like something like that <laughs> was, yeah, compared the, to these guys yeah, these, yeah it was something along the lines of like Gollum ain't got shit on these <laughs> on these fucking guys yeah. I was like yeah man yeah oh, particularly that first fight all I could think of was Frodo and Gollum sort of vaguely tussling in Mount Doom and like nah they, it should have been like this with a, with a to be fair that was like a hobbit and like a very corrupted fucked up little hobbit yeah and and very clean eaters. If you looked at those bones, they were white. There was mm. no meat I mean, left some of them there. Been down yeah. there for a little while, I think, as well. Oh, it's because they moved all the detritus into the blood into pit. the big red yeah. pool. Yeah, yeah. Into the bloodbath. Yeah. So yeah, they get picked off one by one. Uh, Holly, bless Holly, is the first to go. She breaks a leg. We have the horrible... yeah, because she keeps running ahead like an idiot. Yeah, she. Because has... it's a horror film. We have the no. horrible uh, bone resetting scene. Well, you've got to you've got to have the the bone resetting scene. Of course I mean, you do. Look, it's you know, a caving it's, thing. Uh, Somebody has to break a bone. It, it's a, it's a horror trope, isn't mm. it? And then yeah, yeah. It turns out that whole and then scene. Then I fall and break my leg. Yeah. And it turns out the whole scene was for naught because ten minutes later she got her neck ripped open by the crawler and it was the first of the the deaths we saw, followed swiftly by um well, we thought swiftly by Beth <laughs> getting mm. the uh, the axe to the throat. I really actually loved how that was shot because I was fully expecting when Juno swung around that it would be another crawler and the fact that it was one of her friends yeah was that was amazing that to be honest that's probably when the film turned from I hate this to oh, oh hello. shit yeah, yeah that I was I wasn't exactly expecting that I was like oh fuck like mm. this is gonna this is gonna have repercussions yeah shit yeah yeah no I look yeah some nice um some nice deaths in this film some mm. uh with with the limited more, lighting <laughs> that they had mm. um available yeah, the to them phenomenal. given the the setting of the film uh some some lovely deaths Fa- do you have a favorite death um ooh, a favorite death i, I yeah look I, I i i like 
I actually like the fact that oh god, I forget her name. The one who um uh, was doing the messing around with uh, her husband. I like oh, Juno. The, Juno, sorry, yes, Juno. We don't see the death. We see the setup for the death. Mm. Yeah. And you just know it's going to be messy and it's going to be horrible. And sometimes that's all you need. Mm. You just need the hint. So I, I like that. Yeah. I, I thought, yeah, that's a bit fitting. Bitch, die. Ellen, did you have a favourite death? Oh, probably the person who was like hanging from the cave roof and got her neck slit open. Oh, Sam. It was just hanging there and I was yeah. just like, okay, that's... That was... That's visually very effective. I feel like that would have ended up on the TV show Hannibal at some point. Like it was, you know, some interesting uh, visual aesthetic. I mean, there was a lot of like moose bones and antlers and shit down there too. So, yeah, I think the the first crawler death um, Mm. for me was the most satisfying because that was a really well shot constructed fight. Um, Mm. I really liked that, and then followed up with the sucker punch of Beth getting it in the neck. Yeah, that was like, oh damn. Yeah. Okay, so Juno, turns out, uh, Juno and Paul have been having a little bit of an extramarital affair. Mm. And well, it's it's subtle, isn't it? That's yeah. very subtle. It's like a, a creepy as I say, child I'm... laughing that mm. Stephen didn't hear the first mm. three times. And I was like, Stephen, there's been creepy child laughing happening all the way through. Yeah. I hadn't How watched this film in, in, in quite a while. Mm. And I, I felt like I was a bit, being a bit spoilerish and suggesting that. But uh, you, the, the look in the eyes, you just went, yeah. No, the minute I was trying to figure, because yeah. I was trying to figure out the relationships in that first scene, I'm like, and then, yeah, when she turned up and she was like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't stick around, I was like, oh, you fucking fucked her husband. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I pieced it together yeah. then. So, yeah, so I. Because it was I, like the girl talk time. Yeah, I, I didn't tell we were told. Like, Stephen, that, that doesn't me. surprise me. <laughs> but um, I love you, but oh dear. <laughs> yeah, I was too busy thinking about. But also, how many bone pits there were in this cave? System. I mean, yeah, there is that. But yeah, like the, that whole like you know, women sitting around getting drunk, giving each other heaps, and da da da. I was like, and I, no pillow fights. No, What's that all about? No, there rarely is. But the fact that they were all giving each other shit, like, oh, your pajamas are shit, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Mm. At a sleepover with a bunch of women, that's exactly what it's fucking like. Yeah, Juno just spreading her leg behind her head the next morning, like, let's get up, let's go, just like a cat washing itself. Okay, it's just... but Stephen, I. <laughs> So I do competitive dancing. Yeah. I'm used to girls just doing that shit, just like hanging out. Like I grew up going to like dancing sleepovers where girls would just be like bent into pretzel shapes, just like hanging out like that. It's mm. like, are you okay there? Like, yeah, I'm very comfortable. It's like, all right. Mm. When you can bend yourself like that, you just fucking do it for the fun of it. I'm not that bendy. I can't do that. But I know girls who are like that and they just, yeah, enjoy bending themselves into pretzels because it's fun. And everybody. I, th- I think she was just showing off. Yeah, mm. yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And then the other girl's yeah. like, look, I could do this too. I, uh, and fell I, over. And I, went, I fucked me. your husband in this position. Yeah, potentially. Uh, but I, 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 yeah, maybe we could have started the film with the cabin. Some of the cabin stuff was quite nice. Yeah. I, I will give it that. But yeah, the the ultimate sort of denouement of this film of Sarah and Juno just wailing on a bunch of uh, crawlers. That was fucking great. And then having their own confrontation. I was waiting for that because that's the thing. I was like, okay, so these two are going to end up, they're going to be the last ones. She knows that she killed her friend and also that she fucked her husband. Mm. I'm like, she's going to lose it. She's going to mm. snap. And she's mm. gonna, and it's like, but okay, you... I need you. I need you to help me get out. And mm. they get to a certain point And then it's just like, right, we've killed these guys. Great. And she turns around and she just gets... I was like... Oh, oh, you could also yes. say to a certain degree that that's also fairly um predictable oh yeah mm. if i predicted it then yes <laughs> was it was it a an action that you as as a viewer were supportive of of sarah um Hell leaving no oh, really <laughs> no i mean that come on we're, we're going to you know a, a fairly big leap here from you know you fucked my husband, so I'm going to stick an axe in your leg and leave you to underground cave. But she, but she also thinks that Juno killed, killed Beth because she saw yeah. what happened yeah. and that she lied about it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I and, still and, think that you, there's a certain amount yeah. of you have to cross over of, a certain point. And on know? top of it all, this is Juno's fault. Let us not forget that she decides to Okay, go you've into got a me there. System. Yep, you're I agree. This is all yep, their fault. You're right. She yeah. took them to the like, wrong like, cave system because she was like, I thought we could do this together and we could yeah. mend our friendship that's broken yeah. because I fucked your husband. Yeah, so for like Girl, for, no, that's not film, how this works. For, like a film's sense of justice, Juno had to get some sort of like come up base come up and mm, I'm just not sure the ultimate penalty though. 
but yeah, I, I suppose it's a question of like. It was set... kind of a toss up for me though. I was yeah. like, is she gonna relent and be like, like offer her arm and be like, come on, like I know you did all this terrible shit and you're responsible for all of this, but I'm gonna be the better person. And then no, she was just like, yeah. nah, but to be fair, I hear the word there. It was a toss up for me, and I'm thinking I'm never going into a cave system <laughs> with Ellen. <laughs> no, but like watching as a viewer, I'm like, okay, so there's two options here. Either she fucking axes her. Which I was like, she's probably going to do it. Judging by the tension that's building up here. I was like, or, or they're going to do that. No, I'm going to save you. And then she dies anyway. She's like, no, you go. And I'm glad they went the other way. Because well, that, if it had been the is, other way. This is why it's a British film. It's yeah. a British film so it can end on a downer. Yeah. If it's American, <laughs> yeah. it's got to end on an upper. Yeah. yeah. So which version of it do we watch? Because apparently there's two endings. Apparently we watch the UK version. Okay. Which ends with... Um, Sarah hallucinating about her daughter's birthday cake. And then as the camera pans out, she's still in the cave system. And all you can hear is all around her. That's not bad. That's a good impression. Thank you. Um, But the US version, I'm not sure how it ends. I think, I think she is seen to, to be escaping. It's, it's kind of the, 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 fairy tale ending thing because Americans have to leave the cinema upbeat. Otherwise it's not a good film. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, with this one, obviously, because it ends with her kind of waking up in the thing and you were like, you know, unreliable narrator stuff because I was like, what? Why is she back in the fucking thing? You're like, yeah, they've already had like all these dream things and fake outs. So of course, like the film has already told you this is going to happen. And I was still like, God damn it. Yeah. She had the dream of the spear going through her head. Yeah. 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 But I, when it came up and I was just like, ah, and I think a couple of times throughout this, I was like, okay, so like this descent into this cave system is literally just like a metaphor for her grief for her husband and her child. Like that's kind of the thing. Potentially. I also think, I think that's part of it. I think it was also. I think you're reading a lot into I think film. you're reading a lot into, they just wanted to make a film with a lot of bones yeah. and blood. And, and, I mean, and scary underground monsters, man. Mm. Mm. Wonderful monsters. Uh, it has put me off caving. Forever. Did, um, were you into caving beforehand? No, I've no. been. In, I've been into caves. We went down to Ngilgi a couple of yeah. years what ago. Was it, was it the ones with the paths and the lights? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I went into the one with the paths and the lights, and I was ap- still ap- deeply uncomfortable. After about half an hour, went. That's right. I'm claustrophobic, and left. Uh, I, I think with this one, you 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 get like in their journey, mm. metaphorically, five hundred meters in, and you go, "This is not cool." Yeah. Because you've got to go back. The through same that, way, yeah, through the that water. Tiny, tiny, and, and that's not yeah. cool. Yeah, see, I would just go. You know what? Some things were not meant to be found out, and I would leave and still be alive. Like you know, it's, mm. it's, yeah. I, I, I think again, falling into that really classic horror trope of, but there's no reason for you to be here beyond Juno's bloody ego trip. As one of them even points out, like you know, this is this is your ego trip. Um, is this for you, or is it for like the actual reason yeah. of things? And then it's like, yeah. So I think we're all agreed. They all deserve to die, and uh, <laughs> we're all happy with that. I guess. I feel a little bit less like I'm going to just spontaneously vomit now. So I think I'm mm. slowly starting to like let go of the. Yeah. Would you guys like some trivia about the descent? Sure. Why not? All of this trivia was sourced from IMDb. So if it's not true. Don't blame me. It's lies. Uh, The first bit of trivia. The crawlers were designed to resemble Nosferatu from the film. Makes sense. Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They also had huge white eyes to begin with, but this idea was done away with because they looked too silly. It took three and a half hours in makeup to transform an actor into a crawler. The actors also had to shave off all of their body hair. Mm. Makes sense. Except for the female, because she had hair. Didn't she? Yeah. But, But she didn't have... Eyebrows or no? Well, we didn't yeah. see a great deal of the rest of her, but I, I could make like, out she definitely had hair. It's more like the stuff on your like arms and stuff, because yeah. if they were gluing prosthetics onto them and shit, yeah, so that yeah. would have been a nightmare. Uh, but Poor yes, buggers. probably dancers as well. So you know, we're going to get the musical theatre thing in there somewhere. We will. Uh, now, for those of you who uh, contribute to IMDb's uh, trivia section, um, can I just please make a small request that? If somebody has already contributed a fact, don't feel the need to contribute it again because <laughs> the next fact was in there a lot. Um, and it was that the appearance of the creatures 
was kept secret from the cast members until they filmed the first scene with them. Uh. When the cast were finally filming, uh, where the girls encountered the crawlers for the first time, they were genuinely scared and ran off and then broke down laughing afterwards. Oh, it sounds like the John Hurt scene from Alien, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Um, but they, they kept that first shot where um, where it's in the it's camera following us. and it's, it's suddenly it's there. Us. Yeah. They that basically just a guy stepped out and they went, holy fuck, and ran off. And so, they had to cut the scene and reshoot it again. Yeah, but that, that initial reaction when mm. they see it is genuine, like the people going, oh my God, that's awful. Um, so yeah, but for people on IMDb, that's in there about six or seven more times. Don't feel the need to keep putting it in there. Thank you. Uh, 21 separate cave sets were built for this film. They, they were carefully reused with different camera angles, set dressing and lighting to suggest a near endless collection of interconnected tunnels and caverns. For realism, the makers limited the lighting on set to light sources that the protagonist brought with them, such as the flashlights, helmet lights and light sticks. And, and the flares, yeah. Yeah, and it was very lovely to look at. It was genuinely... The like, lighting was very good in this. Mm. It was really very impressive. quite pretty. It was. I, I wonder if it would be quite as ambient underground as it was but uh, well, maybe not hmm. but um yeah and it must have been a pain with all of the water that they had on a lot of those mm. set pieces as well like that must have been yeah real pain in the but i was very quickly not aware of it being in a studio like knowing that going in I was yeah very... it doesn't look like for, for the viewers back home Stephen was hoping for different colors every time uh yeah a little bit look i was a little <laughs> rainbow cave. he got fed up with the manchester red yeah, I was like, look, I love that in a sports team, but come on, can we bring some different coloured flares? Mm. And the, the, the glow sticks were a big help. The green glow sticks, I thought that was really... Well, it was really nice, nice because when you were swapping between parties, you knew exactly who you were with at any given moment because of the colour of the lights, mm. which is a clever bit of filmmaking because then you let mm. me know where we are. Now we're with these people. Now we're back. Now we're with these people. At the director Neil Marshall's insistence, all the people playing the villainous crawlers were professional actors rather than stuntmen or dancers. He wanted them to cultivate a distinct character for their individual crawler, although in the finished film, many of the crawlers were only there for a few seconds. Mm. Now, I thought that was a really interesting choice to move away from a more sort of physical, uh, physical specialist performer and go for someone more on their acting skills. They probably all had some level of dance or movement training in their I'd say so, especially in terms of like the fight sequences and mm. things like that as well. But I thought it was really well, interesting. Well, they, they probably were choreographed anyway. Yeah. I would hope that the fight scenes were choreographed, yeah. Mm. But, but the fact they went just for... Just ripping people's faces off the nose are meant to happen! But the fact they went for <laughs> actors as opposed to... Yeah, because they wanted them to have yeah. like a distinct, individualised movement vocabulary yeah. for each of them. That's interesting. Yeah. And... I think it comes across, although that said, it's probably more coming across because she's the only female depicted. But the way that the female crawler acted yeah. was was very distinct from a lot of the male crawlers. But there was a little bit of difference between like... And you said there was a baby one as well. I totally missed that it was a baby. Yeah, that's the one that the first crawler that Sarah kills after, yeah. after she's killed I miss Beth that. the rock. I missed the fact that it was a baby until you said it. I was like, was it? Because it was too close up. Well, because mm. it had a much more high pitch. Well, no wonder they're so angry. Yeah, yeah, she just killed probably that thing's oh. child. Yeah. God that's, that, that's how I read it, at least, because that crawler had a really high pitch, like, like it was much more high pitch, and it was smaller than the others. I didn't notice that. I was too busy just being like... Being scared. It was a dwarf crawler. A dwarf Poss- crawler. Possibly. A hobbit crawler. Yeah. My, my reading was that was like potentially like a mother and child relationship. Probably, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get a good enough mm. look at it because I was too busy being like... Mm. Uh, the actors among the female rock climbing crew and the actors who played the cave dwellers were largely kept separate during the shoot, including at lunch, to heighten their ability to play animosity amongst the other cast. Also because the crawlers had rather disturbing table manners, mm. let's be honest. Yeah, we saw mm. how they ate and it yeah. was not great. It wasn't. It was not good. Mm. No. Uh, production on this film was fast-tracked so that this movie could be released before the similarly themed American film, The Cave. Ah, which I've also seen and um, I don't remember a lot of, so that probably cements that one. Mm. Uh, according to the audio commentary on the special edition DVD, there was an exact replica made of Nora Jane Noon, uh, and after the movie was finished, she got to keep the head. So this was uh, Holly when her body was thrown into the pit. Um, the death pit, the death. Yeah, Nora Jane Noon kept the head and once as a joke, put it in her mother's freezer. Ah, 
I mean, what else are you going to do? The classic, let's put the prosthetic head in the freezer to scare mum. We've been there so many times. What's the point of having a very, like, detailed replica of your own head if you don't use it to play a practical joke at least once? Yeah. Mm. So, there you go. Neil Marshall cites uh, the following films as influences. The The Texas... What's up? The Thing. (laughs) Yes, The Thing. Mm -hmm. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Blood, yes. The Mm. Thing and Deliverance. Uh, The director elaborated by saying, we really wanted to ramp up the tension slowly, unlike all the American horror films you see now. Uh, they take up to they take it you up took to, too long according to Stephen. <laughs> well he says uh, they take it up to 11 in the first few minutes and then simply can't keep it up we wanted to show all these terrible things in the cave dark drowning claustrophobia then when it couldn't get any worse make it worse yeah Murphy's Law if anything yeah. can go wrong it will at the worst possible uh, time okay so that mm. that explains the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reference mm. but I do feel as though again it worked largely once we were in the cave like mm. that i do not need to see in any film ever again a large dead mammal in the first 10 minutes like what could have killed it who knows let's move on i never want to see that in a film ever again it really irks me also the fact that they killed why. the moose and then didn't drag it back to the lair that is left it there like did it not i, I did don't it think not... that moose was killed by a crawler did I it think... not taste good i think that moose did was... it... <laughs> Did the moose go off? I think that was just an incidental moose corpse. An incidental moose corpse. I think the moose was killed by a car that had spears on it. Ah, (laughs) there we go. There we go. Director Neil Marshall initially wanted to pass on the project, having just done uh, a horror movie in Dog Soldiers. Mm. Uh, He later reconsidered... Good werewolf film, by the way. Okay. Uh, He later reconsidered... uh, because both movies were nothing alike and decided to cast an all-female group of protagonists in contrast to the normally male-dominated horror genre. Thank you, good man. He then consulted with his female friends to avoid cliches and define their personalities and chose actresses with a wide array of accents to give it a more cosmopolitan feel. This was explained six women in a log cabin and no lesbian scene. Yeah, Mm. because it was realistic, Murray. That's (laughs) But, and largely, I think it worked... I didn't bond with any of the characters, but I don't think it's because they made a conscious effort to make them the way that they made them. I think mm. it's more the way the film is shot and presented. A little bit of me on reflection is like, you know what, Sam, the sort of Scandinavian sand in one. I felt like that's a character archetype we don't often see in these sorts of films. Mm. Someone who's really got their stuff together um, and is kind of a badass in her own right. Like, Like the way she you know gets gets taken out is pretty brutal but she is also like trying to do the thing that she believes will save their lives by getting that rope back across but she's got the injured hand and it's it's she hasn't got enough rope um yeah like it was an impressive death it was it was an impressive death. Mm, it, it just i i, I kind of go where you go and say yeah look you know you, you're not going to get a lot of depth in the character are you well no because they hacked them all up to pieces true Neil Marshall shot many of the crawlers at 18 frames per second with a 45-degree shutter to give them a staccato movement. Yeah, so, spider movement. Yeah. That's probably also why I didn't like this movie. Yeah, I... Hanging off the roofs, jumping down on people, yeah. scuttling around. Oh, I'm trying to think there's another film like that we have to introduce you to. No, 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 no. Especially not if it's spider adjacent. Mm. Because that will actually freak me out a lot. Because spiders I can't deal with. I'm going to work on my thoughts on that. Great. The scene where Sarah finds Beth barely clinging to life um, originally had dialogue that the actress considered to be, quote, truly shit, end quote. (laughs) Um, They told the director, Neil Marshall agreed, and Marshall and the actors that played Beth and Sarah went to a pub the night before filming and rewrote the dialogue on a napkin. The film's producer chewed Marshall out for it, but also agreed that the scene was vastly improved by the rewrite. Funny <laughs> that when you listen to women, mm. occasionally well, they have good ideas. Also, just list- listening to your actors in general. Yeah. And I was reading that beforehand. I was like, okay, I am in- I am encouraged a bit to see this film. I am encouraged to see this is a director who is actually maybe listening to some creative input. Uh, that I like the fact as well that he was like, I want to do it with all female climbers. Mm. So I'm actually going to go and talk to some women about this. He didn't just go, I'm just going to do the thing. He Mm. actually went and talked to women and was like, hey, 
I'm going to do this thing. I need some advice. And mm. obviously they were like this. And mm. then he like developed it. He didn't just go in. Because I think that happens sometimes. And realistically, it probably goes the other way as well. Although I would, I would, I would, I would wager that there are slightly more male movie directors. Oh, yeah. Just one or two. Uh, doing yeah. doing yeah. something. Yeah. So, you know, like the balance is not quite redressed mm. the other way around. The neon light sticks seen in the film were purchased from an adult toy shop. Amazing. The what? The neon light? The, the big neon like the lights. Big, oh, right. The big yeah. light bars. So, Are they just like giant glow sticks? I'm, I'm going to show my naivety here and th- and think for a moment. What would they be used for? See, I also don't know. And I've not been game enough to look it up. No. Is it for like rave parties? Uh, look, maybe, maybe the listeners could maybe um, hit the, the Patreon site and send a message as yeah. to what Let that us was know. about. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe adult shops have got like an ambient lighting section where mm. it's like, you know, for, for all you fans of neon, you can set off some glow sticks and yeah, well, go to town. Thing, something really something to add some uh, some mood lighting to the mirror yeah. on the ceiling. And that mood is drugs. That that mood <laughs> is like something that looks like it came out of the Simpsons like power mm. plant. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a fun thing. Okay, fun. The final bit of trivia. One of the crevices built for the film was so narrow and slippery, the female cast dubbed it the vagina. That does not surprise me in the slightest. Mm. Good on him. I think only a, uh, a a woman would have the right to to, to naming rights in that regard. Indeed. Mm. I mean that that whole sequence in that stupidly narrow cave that they shouldn't have gone through. I, I, the one where they lost the ropes in. Yeah, it's I, a, it was very much a birthing it scene. It felt like wasn't a birthing it? scene. Yeah. That's what I said. I was half expecting a. I almost yeah. push, the, push. I almost felt no. the film was going to end with her like climbing through another narrow cave, and as she sees light and crawls out, she's pulled out as a baby, but she's her own daughter. Oh <laughs> no! You see what you have there. Jesus. You you have a David Lynch film. Yes, mm. <laughs> and then the doctor takes down his mask, and it's a crawler, and then we cut to black. That's more Cronenberg, but yeah. okay, yeah. That's very silly, and I like that. Yeah. Uh, instead, I probably would have enjoyed that film vastly more. <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to the end of our review of The Descent. All that remains is to score the film. And Ellen, you get to go first. Because oh, it this was your is first going to be watching. interesting. It was your first time watching The Descent. I would say it's her last time watching <laughs> The Descent. What, what score Murray, would you, you would be correct, because I have no interest in watching that film again. Do you want to watch The Descent 2? No. Oh, no. Okay. no. You've told me it's not good, so it's, I'm definitely it's not, not going to watch great. it. Ellen, what score are you giving The Descent out of 10? This is, this is, this is not a very me film. Um, I think there were certain aspects of it that were really well done. I enjoyed a bit of the gore and stuff because I was just like, cool, practical effects. It was a, it was great bad guy. Um, like, watching it in parts was enjoyable, but, yeah, ultimately, it's just not my cup of tea in any capacity. Um, I'm going to give it... Let's go with three suspended throat cuttings out of, out of ten. Three, okay. <laughs> yeah. Murray... What would you give this film out of 10? Mm, okay. Um, I'm going to be more generous because... Because <laughs> you like horror films. Well, I do. I'm, I, I do like <laughs> horror films. And you I think, I think there's, a, there's a lot about this film that, that you should like mm. uh, in terms of it, it's, like it's, it's um, uh, the, you know, the thrill aspect, the, 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 the horror aspect, the, the claustrophobia. Um, yeah, I, I give passes to things like acting and so on in these sort of films mm-hmm. so i will give it um and steven's going to hate this particular rating uh, he's already mentioned how much he disliked the scene i'm going to give this um six dead caribous out of ten yeah look like i said first half of this film it was maybe getting a one or a two like i was really just not having a good time um with it but the second half is real good um it really just picked up for me in that second half and so yeah it's i'm not a horror film fan either and i i don't know if this is going to make it into my list of my select list of like horror films that i will rewatch that i really like like cabin in the woods i would definitely rewatch and the thing as we've talked about i'd rewatch um 
Okay, some real safe choices there, Steve. Yeah, look at me. Look, I'm very vanilla when it comes to horror. You know, I'm not. Mm. I'm, I'm not. It's not really my genre. Um, but yeah, this film really turned it around. So I'm going to give it six. Just kind of bad CGI bats out of ten. Uh, <laughs> that was the one thing that fifty bats really uh, aged it. Uh, uh. Yeah, th- those bats didn't look that great. Um, everything else just really re. That, if anything, those bats re-emphasized the use of of practical effects because the practical effects were sensational. The the CGI bats less so. I have to go back and look at the bats now. They they I even I even made a note. It was I. Made a separate note. Abysmal bats. Bad CGI bats. Bad CGI <laughs> Just, bats. They weren't great. Bad bats. Bad bats. I Go. actually quite like that as a, a name for a group. Bad CGI bats? Mm, no, abysmal bats. Abysmal bats. Mm. Yeah. Coming to you soon, folks. Once COVID's over, abysmal bats. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our review of The Descent. Ellen and Murray, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. That was a pleasure, Steve. I enjoyed it immensely. I enjoyed the fact that Ellen did not enjoy it. <laughs> I hope you. I hope Stephen puts you on Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh. I hope Stephen puts you on Mary Poppins just Ooh, for that, Murray. <laughs> that's cruel. We'll, you would inflict Dick Van Dyke on me. I would. We'll uh, have to wait and see. Tap uh, dancing penguins. Yes, I would. Mary Poppins <laughs> is indeed a film that we will be reviewing in the near future on the Cinema Catch Up Club. Oh, Jiminy Cricket! I want to listen to that. I hear you exclaim. Well, the best way for you to do that is to subscribe. Go to iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, hit subscribe, and you'll get that and plenty of other episodes that come up in the future. We are the Patreon, as was mentioned earlier. Just go to patreon.com forward slash podcast. This film was in part selected by our patrons. They nominated the films. Um, this was one of the films that got nominated, and as you can see, we watched it, even though at least one of us hated it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I gave it three... Yeah. Neck slittings out of ten. For as little, I didn't hate all of it. For as little as a dollar, only like three percent. For as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, join up and inflict more films on us to watch like that. Uh, and of course, to vote on those public polls, follow us on Facebook. Just search for the Cinema Catch Up Club on Facebook. Um, the polls go up there. We do lots of other bonus uh, features and goodies there as well, which um, you won't find out unless you like the page. But that is all for this week, so until next time, goodbye! You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.